When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today on the Back Row Fantasy Show, we talk IDP, ADP. Coming up next on the Back Row Fantasy Show, starting now. Welcome to the Back Row Fantasy Show with your hosts, Jeremy Barker and Aaron Arms. Yes, it's IDP ADP day. God bless America. It's Bark. I'm back. Arms is to my left. Good morning. And I've got our DFS guy from 2018, hopefully 2019 as well, Brian Hux in the house. What up? What up? He's just, he's so cool. He See, is. He's so cool. He's just. Someday I strive to be up? like Brian Hux cool. Yeah. Next time I open the show, I'm going to be like, it's back with finish show. What's up, dog? What up, my Hey, arms. Ew. It's my birthday. Dude, it's oh. your birthday. Literally, we're on like day 65 of your birthday. It's always Hux's birthday? So Been celebrating for two months. So I ended up, uh, like, he, they, his wife shared something on Facebook about his birthday. So I'm like, happy birthday, Hux. Then our daughter's on a softball team. The next day, he's like, yeah, it's my birthday. We're going out from birthday today. I'm like, oh, happy birthday, Hux. The following day, it posted on Facebook that it's his birthday. I'm like, yeah, it's, dude, I, this saw, is, I remember that. It's this confusing. is like the third birthday in a row you've had, and now every time I see him or see him comment on doing something on Facebook, it's happy birthday, Hux. Happy birthday, Hux. I'm an important person. Still drinking, no doubt. Still. He really, he really is. He is an important person, especially in our lives. And luckily, he's not just a DFS guy. Even though DFS is definitely where you're most successful. I mean, Dynasty, yeah, you know. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm just messing. DFS isn't so good either. Well, you do better not in any you other. Do, do not in any sports. Football's about it. You do better. I'm struggling than me pretty arms. bad in golf. Uh, I mean, not, you, our, not our back row rider, Chris Foster. You, as I say, you're no, you're no Chris Foster. Not no Chris Foster at all. Good lord. I like, see, I see gas boat one in the leaderboard a lot. Yeah, I, I was going to uh, pay him for some of the articles, and I saw that. I'm like, <laughs> that. No, <doubt. laughs> no, 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 no. I thought I'm just gas, kidding. I thought gas was Dan for some reason. No, it's Chris. No, but, Dan's just yeah, Dan. Yeah, but, but Chris is nuke to me. I, well, his nuke DraftKings uh, his DraftKings name's Gasboat One, I and did. most of his social media contacts are Gasboat as well. Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat. Listen, it still uh, has phone numbers be, beside everyone on my WhatsApp. I think it's Chatterbaits also. I don't know what a chatter. Oh, okay. I did. I see what you did. His cam soda. Maybe it was his cam soda. Also unfamiliar. Oh, you you should probably look that. His XNXX username. There we go. Now we're talking his my language. XNXX username is Gasboat. And I assume he means his Gasboat is his member. Okay. I'm tugging the Gasboat around. Okay. A- anyways, so so Arms, you wanted to get... Oh, 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 oh. Wait. Wait, real quickly. We, ha- we have to talk about the trade. 
Like, are we talking basketball? Real quick. Okay. Russ Westbrook. I didn't see that coming from a mile away. Yeah, I mean, I almost, no idea he was on the block. Yeah, uh, he. Re- I don't think he really. You was must not initially. watch TV or read Twitter. I mean, how long was he on the block? Was it a day before it happened? It was. It was, it was less than a week. It wasn't long. It was no time. I mean, I've been moving for the past week, so I'm like, I'm in the middle of moving. And, you know, I'm in the middle of discipline one of my kids with a feather, just smacking him on the head with a feather, a really soft feather. Okay, anyhow. And it just pops across my phone. Russell Westbrook traded to Houston. As I'm beating my child with my phone, it goes yeah. off. I'm like, what the hell is this? And was, it's Russell Westbrook. I was like, is this reported by Fat Adam Schefter, or is this real? <laughs> Dude, I, I... Very confused. It blew my mind. There's been some crazy trades in free agency or in the NBA offseason so far, but... Crazy crap, just... Period. Like you've got, so Chris Paul, what a couple first and a pick swap. And- yeah, yeah. I get it. I mean, I under, I, I take it that the Thunder know they're not beating L.A., L.A., probably Golden State. So it's like you know what, Thunder's let's, not making the playoffs. No. So let's go ahead and acquire stuff for when all these guys are retired. So as, as I'm looking at at the uh, the, the kind of the, the big duos out in the West, it's like. Chris, you know, Chris how, Paul won't play a game for the Thunder. Lakers. I'll put money on it. Like, Lakers. how do you want to? Uh, you know, how how would you like to set up your team? Like, uh, doing an NBA franchise. You're like, do you want to do high scoring? You know, with no defense. Oh, we saw that post. Yeah, like that, that's what I. That's how I see all this out there. It's 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 crazy. It's like playing NBA live. Like I I do all the trades and the crazy stuff to start my season. Yeah. That's we're living in NBA live times. Not to go like conspiracy theory on this, but all right. We went from like the big three and the super teams. Now there's a bunch of duos. All Whole of a sudden, of, yeah. do you feel like the the NBA may have went to the agents and they're like, "Listen, like I, we're not doing this crap again." I have a hard time watching it now. No, like, I will say that. Like we're not going to do this crap again to where you're quote building super teams. It are, two, it's happening two, more two, than ever. Yeah, but but there's two. You know, the the competitive balance is a lot more even at the I top. Disagree. How? I don't I, disagree. I think. I'm honestly, I'm looking forward to this coming season. I think it's going to be one of the most exciting seasons. But to watch the battle in the West, the the East is instantly losers. The the East just won the title, right? And then the best, then the MVP of that team went to the West. I agree, but you still can't count out the East. Yeah, you can. I I mean, you got an injured Durant and Kyrie. Yeah, the Nets are. I mean, I don't know. I think Boston. I think Boston has a good team. Boston, uh, Milwaukee a, has. I'm no, just, okay, I, I'm with you on Milwaukee, but they they did lost. They lost what Brogdon. And, yeah. I mean, it, they everybody in the East has lost something except for Brooklyn, and Brooklyn started from the bottom. Now they're not there yet. Well, uh, Sixers lost Butler. They had Butler. Yeah. So. Yeah, but Sixers. Who they? Who Sixers they, are still good. Who yeah. they gain? They got a nice starting five. I I think that the, they the, rounded their roster out. I think it's going to be. Comp- the competitive balance is evened out a lot. Is what I'm trying to get at. I, I'm with Hux. I, I maybe agree. May, okay, I'll probably maybe watch more basketball this year than I have in years past because I'll be honest with you, it made me sick to watch Golden State. Yeah, I'm. I was sick of Golden State. Like, but they're still going to be in it. Oh, oh yeah, d- definitely. That's what sucks. I'm but just this, ready for them this. This is the first year in a while that I can't say, you know, Golden State's going to run away with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, right. I know they didn't this year. They probably they maybe almost, they would have. They almost they hurt. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to. I don't, blame I don't think they oh, would. I don't think they would. I don't want to blame injuries, but I think it would have been Raptors and seven. Still, I don't. I don't think Kawhi yeah. was stoppable this oh, year. Yeah. Well. 
I, Kevin Durant's never stoppable. Like the only thing stopping him is his Achilles. He's stoppable. The, the, no, no, he's he's going to make more than a five point a game difference. You can stop a praying mantis. You can't stop a bull. Uh, he's whatever. Anyways, I think I think it's up in the air. I think there's I don't off the top of my head four or five teams legit from there, the West that could. Oh it, yeah, that could mean, so what, yeah. Dallas. Well, I don't think they're going to be there yet. I don't. I don't. Yeah, but Dallas I mean, is going to make the playoffs. Be, yeah. They're going to be solid. They'll be, right? they'll be solid. You know, um, so LA. Port, Portland typically fields a solid team as well. But they're you know, not I mean, your name in the bottom. But, yeah, I, I know, but the bottom half of the playoffs. Playoffs, yeah. But LA, then, then LA, 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 Golden, Golden State, State. Literally, Southern California Houston. is ridiculous. There it is. Houston. I mean, that's pretty much it. That's going to be interesting to watch Russell Westbrook and Harden. Yeah. I know they played together before, but this Harden, is my ball. I'm going home. No, it's my ball. I'm going home. It's different Harden's this time. A, Harden's much better now than he was when he's he played. He's a completely different player I mean, than he used yeah. to be. Both of them average like 10 assists a game. So, I mean, you can make – oh, he's selfish. Is he? So I, Well, I when you got the ball in your hands that much, he should probably average 20 assists a game. Harden should. Both of them should. I mean, both of them were the, the key to their own team. I mean, I – I'll tell you what the most shocking trade to me was the Paul George trade. Yeah, that was that was Jesus crying me like five, but again, the five first rounders. Just packing it in. Five? But am I wrong on that? It was five first rounders, wasn't it? I believe so, yeah. Um Thunder's gonna be good in, in eight years. Listen, I mean Clippers did what they had to do. Yes, they did. Yeah. They weren't getting Kawhi without Paul George, so No. Oh, just crazy. And and how does Kawhi take over the star power? Like I get it, he's that great. He's he the best. Is, he's the best, he is. All the around, best two-way player yeah. in the game right now. Him and Giannis. I, that's oh, yeah. it. I was gonna say there's guys that can do it, but don't. You know what I mean? LeBron can be as good of a defender. He just isn't. He's 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 getting ready. I, I'm not gonna say he's getting ready to age out. I think he can be a good player in the league till he's 40, no problem. But he's not gonna be. I, he's not. I don't think he's gonna be dominant anymore. Oh, he's gonna be one of the top ten players in the league, but it's not one or two. It's going to be more like four, five, six, seven, depending on the season. They said he was going to be the starting point guard. Love it. Yeah. I love it. It didn't work so well in Cleveland, but. I mean, mean, he ran ran the point there in Cleveland, but, I mean, he's legit going to be the point. I don't know if there's a difference, but. We should probably apologize to everyone and get off basketball, I guess. We we can get on to something else. Can we talk about something really important? Can we talk about something that ends in 51? Yes. The, the <laughs> 300,000 idiots about to storm Area 51. Take it away. Like, I love this. I, I love the fact that Area that everyone's like, no, they can't stop us all. Uh, yeah, they can. They, they absolutely can stop you all. Because what are you going to go out there with? Your vape pens and like I mean, some, some pop rocks? I mean, how are you going to, to knock down this probably six... 10, 12-foot-thick concrete and steel wall to get in there to the theoretical aliens. You know it would be great? If they're like, you know what? We're just going to open the doors. And j- for them to find out there's literally nothing there. That would be beautiful. You don't think anything's there? Uh, dude, I have no idea. I don't either. No I, idea. I know it's a it's a cheesy phrase, but I want to believe. I do. I do. I mean, you always want to believe there's something more than us out there. It's kind of arrogant to believe that we're the only intelligent life in the universe. But... I mean, dude, what what makes you think that attacking a military base in any way, shape, or form is going to be a good idea? I'm I'm not a law expert, but I feel like that's treason. Like I, I feel like once you open some sort of assault, like oh, up there, you know, these uh, these you know, 
vape pen sucking uh, millennials are out here performing treason against Area 51, and we can kill them. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? I, I can assure you they have more than 300,000 bullets. Like, if, if and also, no way 300,000 people show up. No, no way. No way. It'd be like, hey, go out there and, you know, stand out and protest or whatever you're going to do, but you're not getting through that wall. Not and and I think that's what you're going to see. A bunch of people standing around protesting to see. There might be a couple idiots that try something. Because you just never know. I, I, mean, just, I just hope whoever the first one is like, I want to see MR aliens. Like they, they go in and like somebody, you know, makes the first move. They get shot and everybody scatters. Yeah, exactly. And it doesn't have to be like a lethal round. It's got a, like a beanbag out of a shotgun. It's like, oh my god, no! It can and be, you might just see some warning shots, just firing air, and then you know, oh, people are gonna leave. It could be like Kent State Part Two. I, I highly doubt that. Rubber bullets, you know, a couple wrestling moves, a couple choke slams. It's I, it's it's going to be an idiot fest, and I hope that somebody live streams it because I want to watch it all. Well, yeah, that's that's what I want to see. I want to see the results of these these morons going out there and trying to. Trying to take over a military base. Now, I like him, but I want to see Joe Rogan on the front line. It, yes. And I hope nothing happens to him. I, I like Joe Rogan a lot, but I, I want to see him stand up for his cause. Dude, it's going to be great. He's either going to get somebody hurt or we're going to see some aliens. How great would it be to watch Joe Rogan use his MMA prowess on a bunch of armies? It's guys? over 500,000 now, by the way. Should we join? I mean, yeah. But not go? I'm not going to go. No, that's too far of a drive for me. Dude, I, yeah. look, I looked at the Facebook group today, just, you know, just to check it out. And people were posting, like, if you were over 30, there are multiple reasons why you need to leave this group. Like, why? Because we have common sense? Yeah, I guess. Like, I'm not going to go out there and get shot by somebody for attacking a military base. Now, if I'm over 80, I'm all in. Oh, yeah. I'm all I'm front line. Absolutely. What do you got to lose? With my cane. Going at him. Get back. Show me them aliens, you whippersnappers. Get back. Get back. You don't know me like that. <laughs> God dang it. Oh, it's going to... Uh, once again, someone please tweet us a live stream if it happens. Please do, because I got to see this. You know it's going to be all over the internet. Yeah. Sorry. And it won't happen. Yeah. It won't happen. So, I mean, when is when is it supposed to happen? I didn't see a date. Like, they're, they're supposed to catapult couches. Come on. <laughs> Like, does anyone else see this? Like, oh, yeah, you know, it's going to be really effective against a giant concrete wall. A futon. <laughs> yeah. A metal and wooden couch. Oh, yeah, that'll totally do it. Straight from Ashley Furniture. Right through the wall. I, I broke too many uh, too many couches with my body weight. September 20th. Next thing you know, politicians will be like, we need to build a wall at Area 51. You already have one. You already have one. Bigger. It's also tucked into the side of a mountain. Like, what? There's just, there's no wise move about this I can throw the football over those mountains i love they need uncle rico yep uncle rico to throw a bomb that's the only Ooh, way to get in harsh word there uh anyhow so what are we going to talk about today bach i thought you were going to say brain uh it, it's idp it's it's what we love the most it's what i consider us to do best besides just entertain people but more of a beer drinker than an entertainer but thank you well you're more entertaining than you think you have more fans than you think. You have enough fans that surprise me. I'm like, what? I don't like arms. How many people? Like, how many people's favorite host is arms? I mean, everyone Quite who listens to few. the show, obviously. Quite a few. 
Your wife, on the other hand, mm-mm, all bark, all day. Thank you. Thank no you problem. for taking care of that problem for me. It's not a problem for me. Anyways, love you, Lainey. IDPA. She doesn't listen, so. No, I know, but she, she feels it when I say it in her okay. heart. I'm going to let her know to listen to this one. <laughs> Hope so. Thank you. Are you texting her right now? Please be. I can. Please be. Anyway. Tell her it's your birthday, Hux. It is his birthday. All every, right. Every day is Hux's birthday. So, we're diving right in. After well, how many minutes? 15 minutes of banter. We're going to dive right in. So, obviously, I think we're all going to agree with the first IDP player off the board, which is our favorite player, probably because we crowned him before he entered the league, Darius Leonard. First guy off the board, average pick, 75, which I think kind of low, honestly. People don't take IDP seriously enough, in my opinion. So to put it in perspective, average uh, overall 75th pick is Devin Funches. Jesus. So you could have far and away the best linebacker or your sixth wide receiver. Darius Leonard should be in 16 teamers. A top 45 pick to me. It becomes a winning of position situation. Like, here's we talked about draft strategy on the last show and the previous one as well, I believe. And you got to start, You don't be afraid to be the person who makes the run on defense. Like, this isn't team defense. You don't want to be the first person to take, you know, the Bears in your redraft league, but. Be the, don't be afraid to be the first person to take Darius Leonard. Now, let's not be crazy. You don't want him in round one. But you know what? Depending on league scoring format, you should absolutely be taking him in the top four rounds. Let's uh, let's preface this early conversation. And I'm going to kick it to Hux first. Do you have an IDP startup draft strategy? or Or just a roundabout method or... Where you start looking at linebackers or, who knows, maybe even a safety. What do you look for? When do you start making that run? I mean, I typically have about the same strategy when I go into the draft. I guess it depends on, I guess, what pick I have. But typically, I go defense, fourth round, try to. Maybe even go back-to-back with fourth, fifth, or if I'm in the end of the third I might do a double in third, beginning fourth. It's kind of up my alley. So if, I, I like if I'm at the end of the third, I like going back to back. I might grab Darius Leonard and and Deion Jones or Leighton Vander Esch shortly after. I think you did that in the league pretty recently. Yep. So I, I that's part of my strategy as well. Try to grab a couple big time offensive players, and if on my board no one matches up to Leonard as far as an advantage goes. And I see receivers that I like just as much as the guy I'm looking at or running backs as much as the guy I'm looking at a round or two later. It's Leonard all day for me. Here's my thing. I'm not reaching for a tight end, you know, at pick 70. No Austin Hooper. No. Okay. No, I'm not going to take Trey Burton there whenever I've got Darius Leonard staring me in the face. That's that's my theory behind it. Are you at at a positional advantage whenever you take Trey Burton in the, the sixth round? Absolutely not. You're, you're now behind because somebody's taken two linebackers before it comes back to you. Now we, that's how I look at it. We probably need to preface as well. Uh, it, it, it also depends on your scoring setup. Hopefully, you're like us and you make IDP matter, mm-hmm. as you've said before. 
But if they are, you know, your league is running uh, IDP on the low end of the scoring totem pole, th- then we do start talking about Darius Leonard maybe at that 75 spot. Yeah. I hate to even say that, but maybe. If you don't value it like we do. We we try to make it not equal, but if your best wide receiver is averaging 25 a game, I want my best linebacker averaging between 17 to 20. Correct. Because, you know, once again, why should Devin Funches have more value than Leighton Vander Esch? He 100% That's ignorant. should not. That's ignorant. That should never happen in a league. Funches is on the Colts now, right? Mm, yeah. Does that? Is no, it, it doesn't it, matter. I just I was wondering if there was a point there. Cause no point at all. Now, I, Except we're Funches. talking about two Colts guys, Leonard and Funches. Something else. I mean, listen, I'm not opposed to saying, all right, I'm going to fill out you know, my running backs. Even if you filled out your wide receivers, you can still probably be a guy who's real strong at defense, You know, at least at linebackers, address maybe get a top flight, a, a Joey Bosa type at defensive end, and get a, a really solid safety or two while everyone's still trying to fill out their backups. And guess what? You're going to be winning your IDP league at that point because everyone else is, you know, on their third and fourth running back and their fifth and sixth wide receiver. And you're sitting there with half your starting defense filled out. So, I know we're kind of – there was a few years in a row there that it was kind of like take wide receiver, wide receiver, wide receiver, the beginning of drafts. Are we kind of – I mean, it was – was a year or two ago probably started going more towards running backs again. Uh, yeah, I except think so. for I mean, if unless you can, if, you got to get the know. elite. If the elite's if, available, take the elite. Yeah, at running back because there's there's realistically what five what we could, you consider must own running backs. Yeah, yeah, probably five ish, right? And you might have another guy. You might have a, a a Nick Chubb way up your board. You know, someone who. Other people aren't on as high as you are, but you know why? Why you want Rashad Penny on your team whenever you could have Deion Jones? And that's probably they probably fall in their own the same range, don't they? Uh, I'd be willing to bet that Penny goes far higher. Actually, I'll, I'll lay money. Penny goes far higher, but yeah. I don't, actually, I don't see him. I don't see him on here. But I'm just a quick scan through. But anyhow, the the point is make. Be the person who makes run. Actually, Rashad Penny goes to uh, average ADP of 68. Well, he's the 68th ranked guy. I guess his average ADP is technically 89th, um, but still in in that similar range type. Like you should be taking linebackers before you're taking a, a running back has an undefined role. Definitely. So let's move on. So we agree, Darius Leonard uh, should be number one ADP wise linebacker, but we disagree with the Bobby spot Wagner's that, number one in my heart. Oh God. But we do uh, disagree. Apparently scoring in IDP leagues across my fantasy league.com is lower than we would like because they've got them in an average of pick 75, not feeling that, but then, you know, the drop off to the next guy linebacker wise, because we're going to, you know, keep it by position. Dion Jones, a solid 40 picks later. 117th, basically. His ADP is 117. Players you find on offense at pick 117 are Marcus Mariota. No, thanks. Like I'm not going to chastise you if you take Calvin Ridley above him, but Marcus Mariota, DJ Moore, CJ Anderson, like, come on. 
Come on, you're we're getting a little bit excessive here. Whenever you could have a top flight uh, linebacker and you're just taking flyers on guys, you're, you've got the 30th best quarterback in the league. Yeah, one seventeen uh, seems kind of low for Deion Jones. I mean, you're looking at even a sixteen team league. You're looking at like seventh around the seventh round. That's kind of crazy to me. Oh, uh, now is Deion Jones is he? clear cut as the number two linebacker that come should come off the board in idp leagues like is that i don't think he's clear i don't think he's clear cut either i I think leighton vanderash deserves to be considered and currently his adp is 134 so if if i was going to rank my linebackers right now i'd probably go leonard vanderash roquan smith those are going to be my one two three um obviously play dynasty the age does come as a factor for me, but all three of those guys showed excellently last year. I think age might be more of a factor on the defensive side of the ball than it is the offensive side of the ball, in my opinion, because guys like Wagner that are up there, uh, Luke Keekley, Levante David, I- I'm not really eyeballing them in my drafts. I'm, I'm wanting to start a dynasty league mm-hmm. with a young core of linebackers, I'll start to get into the age when it comes to the safeties and the linemen. But as far as linebackers go, I, I want to get my young stud guys, Leonard, Deion Jones, Roquan, Tremaine Edmonds, Vander Esch. Jalen Smith. I want those guys, Devin Bush, Devin White. Those are guys I'm targeting. I'm, I'm leaving out the Luke Keekleys of the world, the Levante Davids of the world. I'm, I'm a little hesitant to spend high draft capital on them just because they are up in the top ten of scoring. Age means a lot. I, I, on the defensive side of the ball, especially to me, because linebackers, they're like running backs. A lot of hits dished out. A lot of uh, a lot of blocks coming their way from tight ends and, you know, ends or, you know, into the offensive line. There's a lot of hitting going on. Wide receivers, sometimes they catch it. They might get hit once, you know. Linebacker makes contact basically every single play. Multiple times a play. Yes, so and, and usually with a guy significantly larger, you know, it's not like you know you're 175 pound running back getting popped by a 220 pound linebacker. No, you're a 220 230 pound linebacker facing a 350 pound tackle or a 250 pound tight end. Or yeah, I mean, yeah, there's there's a lot of contact. Uh, give me the the youth and athleticism. Now, to an extent, um, we'll get down the list here. I think that some of these younger guys are propped up a little bit based on this year's uh, preseason hype. Which ones? basically the Devons um, to to go where they're at, but we'll get to them in just a moment. So to keep going down the list, we've got Jones at three or two. Roquan Smith ADP is the third linebacker off at 124, basically. And uh, then Wagner at one, also right around 124. It's about 125. See, I'd rather have Tremaine Edmonds than Wagner. And that's nothing to do with Wagner's talent. It's just, just the age gap. And Tremaine Edmonds, athletically elite. Oh, yeah, he's 21 years old. I'd probably put him number two on my list. but You would, you're a Buffalo guy. But, I mean, rightfully so, but, I mean. there, There's nothing to not like about Tremaine Edmonds. I just, I love him. Not I just like some other guys better. That that's I'm not taking Tremaine Edmonds out of my top ten. I just, no. I think Van Der Esch is a better prospect. Yeah. Even yeah. even with a stud like Jalen Smith right beside him. Van Der Esch is my number two, and I, and I hate saying that because Deion Jones is an absolute beast, but. I, I love the long-term potential of Leighton Vanderesh. Correct. He, he's right up there with Leonard, in my opinion. It, it would ne- it, in no way, shape, or form would it surprise me if Leighton Vanderesh finished this year as the number one linebacker. Uh, 
it would surprise me, but it wouldn't surprise me if the gap closed. Leonard tailed off a little bit. Vander Esch got better, and and they get closer. But I still, I I think Leonard's better, but I think Vander Esch could outperform me. That's where I'm going with it. But Leonard also doesn't have you know Jalen Smith beside him to eat up a lot of tackles. So it's like a you know double edged sword there. So you've got another great linebacker beside you to account. You know the offense has right. to account for. But you know that also, if they're accounting for you instead, there's tackles going to uh, the Smith. So my my biggest thing is Vander Esch is a very sound playmaker. Darius Leonard, if he keeps doing what he was doing, he's a generational playmaker. Okay. Only only thing that throws me off of Vander Esch's wagon just a little. I don't want to. I don't want to say that he may wouldn't surprise me if he finished one. I think Darius Leonard could be generational. Vander Esch could be Hall of Famer. The the difference be, that I see between them is uh, as Vander Esch doesn't have the pass rushing chops that uh, that Leonard does. Leonard can do Leonard everything. Leonard can get to the quarterback. He's a little bit more efficient from that standpoint. But Van Der Esch is a very intelligent football player. Right place, right time. You know, as Ned always said, you know, Simon Alignment Football, he's that guy who's always there, captain of the defense kind of guy, as is Darius Leonard. But, you know, hey, you're not going to go wrong with either one of these guys, in my opinion. No. So Hall of Famer after one year? I judge, If you project no injuries – and project their career to be something like their first year, Vander Esch Hall of Fame, Darius Leonard generational. I mean, I I, I hate to heap high praise, but I'm not saying it's, like, it's going to happen. I'm I'm saying I'll be honest with you, Vander Esch is more impressive to me right now than Luke Keekley was his rookie year. Hmm. We forget how good Keekley was. I, I'm just just saying. I would put him on even playing even playing field. It's close, but I give me Vanderish. Let's uh so so let's run down a little more. Bobby Wagner, I think you were there. Same average draft position as Bobby Wa- or as Roquan Smith. Tremaine Edmonds drops down seven to eight spots. Landerish, Keekley, Khalil Mack. Way too oddly high. enough. Way too high. Way, Way too, too high. high. This is this is uh even high scoring IDP leagues. Even if they even if they give sacks a lot of points, you're not getting sacks like you're getting tackles. Tackles you you put up 150 if you're Darius Leonard. Sacks 18. Yeah, I mean if if you high end. if you look at the career highs for Khalil Mack, I mean 61 tackles. That's his career high. Now 12 and a half sack or excuse me 15 sacks is his career high in sacks. I mean he definitely makes up for his lack of tackles with sacks, but. Th- that yes, he's been double digits basically uh, every year after his rookie year, but they're they've got to account for him. Like you can you can eventually game plan away from him um, if their offense isn't you know as good. That kind of hurts uh, Khalil Mack a little bit. I just I've never liked a linebacker that is uh, mostly sack dependent as a Khalil Mack is. Right. Yeah. That's just not my strategy. I don't. I don't draft those guys. I don't. They're a sack guy that's on the edge. That they're labeled linebacker. I typically stay away. Yeah. So I mean, if if you if you have an edge position in your league instead of like linebacker or defensive end, there you go. Khalil Mack is a, the top flight edge guy, no doubt about it. But 
he's projected in most leagues as a linebacker. And I just feel like uh, the eighth overall linebacker off the board. I mean, give me uh, Blake Martinez right after him. Give me both of the Devons, you know, after that. I mean, move down a little bit. I'll take Jalen Smith, Joe Schobert over him. I mean, there's a lot of yeah. guys I like better than a sack-dependent linebacker. Yeah, Mac would probably drop out of the top 20 here for me. Yeah, I agree. There, there's guys Or at like, least come to the back end. Give me the Devons. Give me Corey Littleton. Give me Levante David, for that matter. You know, C.J. Mosley. There, there's a lot of guys I'm looking at before I'm looking at Mac. Can we agree that uh, Khalil Mack's uh, ADP is probably based on uh, name recognition yes. for a lot of people? Yeah, yeah I think definitely. so. I feel like that's that's where that's where people lose leagues. Like, don't worry about the name. Think of a guy nobody ever talks about, Blake Martinez. That's who you want. You don't still, want— Still underappreciated. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, but, annual top ten linebacker as of the past couple years. Still underappreciated. It's name. His name recognition isn't the same. Uh, 100% correct. Not to mention when is the last time you were eyeballing a uh, Green Bay Packer linebacker with one of your first defensive picks. It's, it's been a while. Been a while. Yeah. Just doesn't happen. You think of the Packers, you think of Aaron Rodgers, nothing, and not much else. I mean, Devontae la- Adams, the last Packer, last Packer I was eyeballing for, uh, for a top defensive pick was like Reggie White. You know what I mean? As a de- defensive When did end. you start playing fantasy football? Been a while. Well, I was about to say. No, but I, I I wasn't even playing IDP back then. When no. Re- Reggie White was playing, I played, but I didn't play IDP. Did we? Were yeah, we, were we it, playing when Reggie White was playing? Early That's... 2000s. When, when did Reggie White retire? I feel like it was like 2002. That's I could be wrong. I don't know. That That's an interesting thought. We may have to look into that. Could be wrong. Let's uh Let's dive in. Let's switch it up a little back and forth. Let's look at defensive backs real quick. See who the first guy is off the board post-June 1st drafts. Derwin James and Jamal Adams side-by-side. Like, not even a full pick separates them in ADP. Reggie White's last year was 2000. 2000? With the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, we were probably playing Yahoo leagues then. In that range, yeah. Probably hotelling it up. Started Hotown. I think Hotown was 2000, 2001 for me, something in that range. Yeah. I don't, I don't remember playing it in high school when I graduated in 99. So, regardless. And you weren't taking Reggie White back then anyway. He, he was no. beyond his prime. I knew who he was, but I wasn't like, man, can't wait to take Reggie White in my draft this weekend. So uh, to, to go back to defense backs, Derwin James, Jamal Adams, don't hate either one of them being the top uh, defensive back. I mean, they're the top by far, too. They're at the right place. Yeah, I mean, Landon Collins is a distant third to me, just like he is an ADP. I agree with that. Although Buda Baker and Keanu Neal, they would be a little closer to me than Landon Collins. And that goes back to age and injury history, right? Yeah. So, I mean, Landon. And, and new, new team. I mean, Landon Collins, new team. The other guys, same team. So that, that plays a factor in it for me. So you go down just a little bit further. So the the top five here, James, Adams, Collins, Baker, Neal. And then we get to John Johnson. Very deserved. John Johnson's an absolute stud, always puts up great production. The next one off the board is a rookie, and Jonathan Abram. Like that, Disagree 100%. I am 100% disagree as well because there's a lot of rookies that come in that are top flight projected safety, safeties that, you know, they they just don't pan out at least not immediately. It's quite a few in the top ten. I'm not feeling right now. 
Like you get Ha Ha Clinton Dix at number eight. I, I'm new, same. new team. Uh, never, never really been perennial top five guy. I mean, he's more like your steady, you know, DB three. Yeah. So I'm not real sure why he's in the top ten ADP. I again, name recognition. Maybe if maybe if my mom would have named me Giggle Giggle, I'd be in the NFL and and drafted in the first ten picks. Uh, I doubt it. IDP wise, G- I doubt giggle, it. Giggle Giggle Bark. But uh, slightly past him, I mean, you've got the Honey Badger. I think he's a little bit too high at nine. I agree. And then uh, Minka Fitzpatrick too I, high at ten. Listen, you got to show me what you, what you can do, Minka. Yeah. If, if, like I feel like those guys, that becomes a man. Minka was the number one safety coming out last year. You know what I mean? That's that's where he gets this uh, this top ten billing. Little did we know it was Derwin. Yeah. So. Who down below them do we move up? I mean, who are we seeing down below that are Ke- like, man, why aren't they in the top ten? <laughs> Justin Kevin, Reed Kevin, immediately. Justin Reed, Kevin Byard. Byard's pretty consistent. He He's a safer pick. He may not be as flashy, but Byard to me should be above them. Uh, I'd almost go Jesse Bates. Impressive, like Jesse Bates? Impressive rookie season for Bates. Jordan Poyer, name recognition, again, he's a top ten guy last two years. Eddie Jackson. Eddie, Eddie Jackson. Jackson's absolutely Eddie, lightning. Eddie Jackson's potential to me is is greater than that of Abram Minka. Minka's a good football player, but I don't I don't know if Minka's going to be a great IDP guy. Could be, very well could be. He just isn't yet. He he's not uh, deserving of that top ten billing for me yet. Yeah, Minka's one heck of a player, but I don't know if he's going to be a tackle monster at the next level. He, even when he gets the start, I think. He's a good pick. I mean, he's top 20 for me based on youth and potential, but I, I wouldn't put him in that top 10 quite yet. So th- some names that are in the top 20 that you just got to remove. Desmond King. He's yep. a corner. Kareem Jackson. Yep. Corner. Get him out of there. Moving on down, I love Marshawn Lattimore at 25, but guess what? He's a corner. Get him out of there. Like The guys, yes, they can intercept. They're great at pass defense. Unless you have an absolute ton of, of uh, points for deflections and interceptions, these guys are not worth it. And the better they get, the less attention they're going to get. You know, they're going to completely veer away from these guys. Can't handle those defensive, the excuse me, the cornerbacks in the top twenty-five. Yeah, I, I agree, hundred percent. What do you think about Jabril Peppers? Being in the too York? high. It's just too high. I, I like Jabril Peppers. I'm looking at him as like my DB three because I think he takes a little bit of a leap. But top twenty, that's that's rough. Correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't Jarrell Peppers finish like almost 60th last year? Yeah, I don't think he, I don't like, think he finished that highly. It was it, it's uh, the trade. It's like, have, oh, Beckham for Jabril, draft Jabril. Yeah, but I think he's in a better spot now, though. <clears throat> oh, I agree. I, I, so, I, I mean, can, I think he'll take a little jump. Like 60, but I mean, it, I think 20s around 1920s, right? I think he could f- definitely finish top 20. I'll take one Thornhill over him, who's drafted at 21 I'm, I'm really surprised that he's that high in adp right now apparently everybody's been listening to the show everyone loves him some juan thornhill i i like to go age on my safeties if i miss out on derwin adams lane and Collins, peppers Baker. literally finished 60 60th last year yeah good call but if i miss out on those young guys we just mentioned give me some earl thomas earl thomas is 27th overall db currently in adp Pick 425. Went on the field. No, thanks. And uh, I mean, he's a stud. No, Went thanks for that draft position. I mean, give him to me much earlier. Gotcha. Gotcha. 
So what about uh, I think Eric Reed finishes much higher than his thirtieth spot. Um, Eric Reed. He came in. When did he come in for Carolina last year? I'm not seeing Eric Reed at the thirty spot. I must have did something. Eric, yeah, I think I think he was in that range. Uh, where is he? No. He's thirty. On my He's thirty third. Thirty third. Where did he go? So didn't he have like a what a four or six game um, commissioner exempt list or something like that? Yeah, he was out for the first four weeks. Uh, one of those weeks being a bye, and I mean after that, you know, three tackles, four tackles, six. I mean, he had a fine year, but he finished with a total of fifty tackles. So I, he's fine. But he's 27. The age is catching up to him. Um, so 27's old now. No, he's not. He's not old. Good God, arms. He's not Damn. old. He's just. I'll take a chance on some of these younger guys over him. Uh, give me Jabril Peppers over him. Arms right likes, arms oh, likes de- all his guys. Definitely Peppers over him. I'm just arms. scrolling down through here. And... Give me Ronnie Harrison. Arms likes his guys barely of drinking age. <laughs> so let's play a little game real quick on these, and we'll move on. Of keep them or toss them and we'll, we'll go back through we'll run around back through and go 20 through 40 just to see who's should be there who shouldn't but let's go top 30 keep them or toss them we touched on a bunch of them already but uh sean williams 16th overall db adp of 352 keep or toss 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 keep he finished he finished really well <clears throat> last year I'm, I'm keeping him uh Harrison Smith, 14th overall DB, ADP of 324. Keep your toss. Uh, I'm probably keeping Harrison Smith. I'm I keeping. think he's on kind of the downhill. I don't know. He's 30. I'm I'm a toss. Mm, age coming I think he drops. I think he drops a little bit. Darnell Savage, rookie, Keep. Green Bay, 19th overall DB, 375 ADP. I, I've got to keep. I'm uh, keeping. No doubt about it. Keeping as well. Antoine Bethea, 22nd DB. 122 years old. Taking over for Landon. Is he? Or is Jabril? 35 years old. His young projections listen, are young pup. crazy high. 93 tackles he's projected for. He's good safety. He's And he's been a good safety. He's been a good safety for years. I mean, he had 100 tackles last year. 47 the year before, I believe, injury played a part in that. 95 the previous year. I mean, for the Not most part, he's over, yeah. over 70, 75 tackles, which are great numbers for a safety. we got to remember, too, once, you, once 20 DBs have been selected in your draft, it gets real thin. Oh, yeah. It gets super thin. Mm-hmm. It's like tight end. Which is why we say don't be afraid to go defense first because you're going to be picking – Freaking, you know, Jason McCourty or Mike Adams out of Carolina. You know what I mean? Like, these aren't the guys you want. You're going to be severely disappointed because you have Devin Funches instead. My point is don't be afraid to draft I some can't age. get off Devin Funches. Why are you picking on Devin Funches? I don't know. Because he's the worst tight end in the league. My, my, my point is, <laughs> is don't be afraid to draft some age. Antoine Bethea, after the first 20 DBs, I'm taking him. I'm trying to win this year. I think he's going to have a good year. Adrian Amos, Green Bay Packers safety, 25th overall DB, ADP of 417, keeper toss. I think it would come Savage's show there. Yeah, so, I was going to say, so is, he, is he him. taking Haha spot or is Savage taking – I mean, he's going to get more of the ID. You know, the, see, see, I feel like I Savage is Savage. going to be more of a play close to the line, get more tackles yeah, me too. kind of guy. I mean, you, I'm you, tossing, put, you put Adrian Amos back there for leadership. More than anything, yeah, like he's he's a fine football player, but he's not going to be your IDP stud. I'm keeping him. 
Uh, Demarius Randall, kind of a keep, kind of a, a name to look out for to maybe yeah, rise I like to the top ten. I like Randall. He's one of my favorite guys that could break through well above his ADP. So there you go, Bark Bank Demarius Randall going to finish higher than DB twenty eight. I 100% agree with that. Absolutely. Last one before we move on, Clayton Gathers, thirty two. Not much of a name. Was injured some. This was one of Nitt's favorites as well in 2018. I, I still like Clayton Gathers. I think if he stays healthy, he's going to have a, a very good season in Indianapolis. He's a guy that I'm targeting, actually, looking at as a DB3 that you can get really late. See, whenever I, I look at Clayton Gathers, I look at some of these other guys that finished significantly worse that have better upside. Like I feel like Sean Davis, you know, he's the 52nd uh, DB off the board. I feel like he has greater upside than Gathers. We'll get there. We would definitely, okay. and I agree with you 100%. Sean Davis is, is definitely a target of mine, but. As well as Terrell Edmonds in the same defense backfield. Yeah, yeah. I'm hoping to target Sean Davis as my three, but still nab Gathers later. And you probably can. Davis, you have to reach on based on what he did last year because of the upside and what he did his rookie year. Defensive end time. This is. This is where it gets less exciting. How does it get less exciting? Because because it's more top heavy than uh, tight end. Show me some excitement then. Joey Effin Bosa. No thanks. For wait, no thanks for what? No, no thanks. It is ADP. I am not taking him that high. Just just what are we not one hundred eight. What one hundred eight? But in our leagues, it's it's a lot higher than one hundred eight. Because yeah, one hundred eight would be what six seventh round. <laughs> He's going He's probably going, what, fifth in yeah, one prob- of our probably fifth. But a player like Joey Bosa is back to the the JJ Watt Rob Gronkowski. You become you become a definitive positional advantage. <clears throat> I believe he is. Last year, last year he disappointed. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't he injured the biggest part of last year? Yeah, but when he came back, it was still kind of disappointing. I mean, he still didn't really do a lot for you. And I'm he had five and a half sacks in like. Five games, six games. I mean, he's supposed to be more dominant than that. Averaging a sack of games is pretty damn good, Barker. I'm not drafting 15, 16 sacks that early. There, there's guys on the board like JJ Watt, like Daniil Hunter, like Miles Garrett, Frank Clark, Demarcus Lawrence. Those guys can also get 15 sacks. You can have them a lot later. So just, if, it's a, if it's a no way on Bosa that early, it's a. It, Definitely a no way on Aaron Donald yeah, that early. Though. Yeah, absolutely. I think me. Aaron. I listen. I love the, Aaron the Donald. Khalil Mack of the line. He's he's the most dominant defensive lineman in the NFL. Okay, if Khalil Mack as a football player though. was switched to DE, where would he go here? Is he uh, number one? Number one. Number one. Yeah. To me, yes. I mean, I think Khalil Mack, if he was a DE, is. Would you take him at this ADP that of ninety three or one hundred eight? Probably. Just because I have faith that he could be a 20-sack guy year in, year out. Joey Bosa, I have faith he, he can be a 15-guy year in, year out. But the the truth about D-linemen is once you subtract five sacks from 20 to 15, there's five guys, five to eight guys that are capable of a 15-sack season. I don't want to overspend when I could grab, you know, Miles Garrett three or four rounds later. I mean – uh, like I get it on on Garrett, but okay. So obviously, I think we're all agreeing that Aaron Donald probably hit his nut last year. Yeah, like uh, he he's not a target of mine in any league unless he falls well below his. ADP. Yeah, he would definitely have to fall. I'm not taking him 
definitely not taking him the first one. He's he's great. I mean, not, he's dominant. But he's not fantasy dominant. I would go. I would fill out all three of my linebacker spots before I draft him. I would probably fill out at least two of my linebacker spots before I draft defensive end anyway. Yeah, right. I would too. Oh yeah. I mean, the scoring is yes, it's a huge positional advantage to have a Bosa or JJ Watt, but yeah, JJ ultimately JJ Watt three years ago, I I might have taken two linebackers than Watt. Yeah, or maybe even one. Uh, depending on the linebacker landscape three years ago, I can't quite recall if there was enough guys that would make me pass on Watt. But it's different now. I mean, you're, there's Aaron Donald, Joey Bosa, honestly, Nick Bosa, Daniil Hunter, Miles Garrett, uh, Demarcus Lawrence, maybe even Frank Clark. Maybe we'll see how he does with his new team. Those guys are all in contention to me as number one D lineman. So... Why why take Bosa so much earlier than the rest of them? I mean, I I, I not hating I, on Bosa. I I hear what you're saying, but I still think he's a huge positional advantage to kind of akin to uh, the way Gronk was for a few years. I think he is by name. Well, it, to me, whenever we look at defensive ends, it's him and JJ Watt, and then everyone else starts falling into line after them. I feel like the defensive end has two you guys you can pretty much win healthy, bank on them being studs. And everyone else, I don't want to say they're interchangeable, but there's a lot of guys there that could be third or could be tenth. You I'll know what I mean? I'll say this. Round round five starts. Joey Bosa goes off the board. J.J. Watt goes off the board a few picks later. Say I got six to seven spots after that. I'm not disappointed as long as Daniil Hunter falls to me. But six to seven spots later, you still have probably a very quality linebacker. And you can pass on Daniel Hunter. Just saying, the gap's not big enough between Hunter and those two guys for me to reach six or seven spots for. I'll wait that extra half a round to a round for Daniel Hunter over picking Watt or Bosa. Okay, so defensive line, you've got DeForest Buckner, the fifth defensive lineman off the board. What say you about that? Too high. I love Buckner. Uh, he's a very consistent uh, force in IDP, but I'm – that's too high. There, again, Miles Garrett, give yeah, me him. I'd, give me Bosa. Give me Clark. Give me Lawrence. Yeah, there's some guys I'm switching around. I'm putting Garrett in top <coughs> probably four for me. I, I'd maybe, say five, maybe five. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, maybe five for me as well. And then after that, after that, it does get dicey. After Garrett, it Honestly, I, I'm going to go out on the limb here. I'd probably go Garrett over Watt at this point in time. I just. I would too. I And, and that's not to say that Watt. Watt. I believe. I mean, Watt had a great year last year, 16 sacks. And I think he'll have a better year than Garrett again this year, but I think that's it. If we're looking long-term, I think I'm going Garrett. Yeah, 2020 and beyond, it's Garrett over Watt. 2019, yeah, yeah. maybe, if it's a redraft IDP, if anybody plays those. Yeah. Give, me, I mean, give me some Watt. But. One thing, it, it I guess with the Watt. injuries with Watt, it, it doesn't feel like he's 30. Yeah. Because – you know, I mean, he's had a couple 20-sack seasons, and it just it feels like it was yesterday. But, you know, a couple seasons lost injury. and Feels like he's been in the league for 10 years, though, too, in a way. Yeah, in a way. He's but, a legend already. Yes, absolutely. Oh, yeah, the guy's great. Absolutely. So, I mean, Picks up Pepsi machines. Does he? You never saw that video? I don't think I have. Look it up. little video of, like, J.J. Watt just easily lifting a Pepsi machine off the ground and just, like. Oh, the dude's a monster. He's a monster. Yeah. He'll probably lead, uh, lead defensive ends and pass defense, too. Possibly. 
Who else on this list? Uh, Chris Jones, one-year wonder, in my opinion. He may still be good. He shouldn't be top ten. He's only 25. Uh, I don't care. I, I'm with Barker on this. Hey, listen. I waited for years for Chris Jones to do what he did, and he did it a year too late for me to buy in. Yeah, and I'm not going to buy it back in. I'm not coming to Chris Jones's party because so he, he had, had a, good, a good year. His third year, he put up 15 sacks, and you're done with him? I, I waited too long. <laughs> I'm not taking him that high. If you want to talk about 10 to 15. No, I'm not taking him sixth, no. Yeah, 10 to 15, different story. It just it drops off. It's like tight end. I'm definitely taking Garrett, Bosa, Clark. That's, all I'm, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm done with him. He, he's a solid pick, but still, it's top six, no. Yeah, I, I'm with you 100% there. I mean, I'll probably move down the list a little bit, go to a, a Josh Allen who's projected as a defensive end. Before I'm going to take Chris Jones, I, I, I'm not doing that. Oh, I absolutely will. I, I've, I've no, no love for a defensive tackle to get 15 sacks again. I, I don't know. Josh Allen's a great player, but I just don't know what his designation is. Is probably going to be like Terrell Suggs. Probably going to be year in, Fluid. year out. You're, you're going to be ticked off some years. Just Khalil Mack would have been a better example, I guess. But what about Frank Clark, new home? To me, he's he's good. I, I don't. He's kind of in that Chris Jones mold. Didn't it take him three years to break out? Oh, he had ten sacks his second year, uh, then nine, then fourteen. I mean, if he reproduces, though, do you at fourteen sacks? He's let's see, where, where I, I'd he, probably keep him around a, eight or nine. Then yeah, he's. I mean, he's about one hundred ninetieth in ADP. So we're talking ten rounds deep. You, in theory, have the rest of your. Uh, your your entire offense filled out, most of your defense filled out. I don't hate Clark at that point. You know, if, if you're ten rounds deep, yeah, why not? I, I I would prefer if I'm looking at Clark, I'm I'm not I'm not hating having him as my defensive end one because I've got, you know, three stud linebackers and a, a really solid safety or two. I can buy into that. Now, okay, did off the top of my head I can't think. So did Chris Jones have any competition for sacks? Justin Houston. Not not on the line. On the line, still, yeah. Still. Just so now Houston. you got. Well, he had D Ford was there last year, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah what D he Ford. Yeah, he had thirteen and a half sacks. So I guess it can be done. I was trying to think if they were eating eat into each other's sacks there, but uh, but uh, in, on defense, man, studs show. I mean, it feels like they always show. Doesn't matter who's around them. Every now and again, you're going to have the. Uh, uh, the the guy who play, Melvin Ingram, you know, playing opposite of uh, of bosa to where yeah one of them probably eats into the other one a little bit but both of them have to be so focused on that there's freedom you know each way if they start if bosa starts going they're like all right we got to devote more to it here comes ingram ingram starts firing up we got to devote more to him here comes bosa buster posey just hit a grand slam nobody cares baseball sucks uh <laughs> so let's move on 10 demarcus lawrence jordan cameron do those guys d forward a few spots later I kind of classify all three of those guys as Demarcus Lords let me down a little bit last year, so I'm a I'm I'm not as high on him as I was in 2017, I guess. So him, Jordan Cameron, D Ford, Calais Campbell, for that matter, I, I'm not upset if I get one of those guys and I'm not reaching for one over the other. That's Cameron Jordan. Sorry, I do it every episode. I, I do it too. Jordan Cameron. Jordan Cameron, Cameron Brown's but, tight end extraordinaire. But they're both guys that could very easily lead the league in sacks. Or be 10th. You know what I mean? Like, 
Who was it that made that Jordan Cameron hype video? Was it Manziel? Somebody made a Jordan Cameron no hype video. Sorry, I digress. You were saying? No, I'm just I'm just saying both of those guys have a ton of potential. Both of them have put up good sack numbers in the past. I, I believe that neither one of them are done or even close to the end. I think uh, both of them have tremendous upside. I mean, give me uh, – damn it, I'm going to do it backwards. Give me Cam Jordan. There we go. Or uh, or DeMar- DeMarcus Lawrence. I mean, either one of them I, – I, I'd be happy with both those in my defensive ends, to be honest with you. I mean, if we're, if we're a few rounds later at that point, because where, where do they project at? Uh, 191, 194. If you're taking them, what is that, the 13th, 14th round? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm ecstatic with those guys, my defensive end, on the, you know, coming around on the turn. I'm okay with that as well. Do you, do you see anybody? Let, let's just look at the top 20 in the grand scheme. Let's name them real quick. You got Kenny Clark at 12, pass for me. Ed Oliver, maybe. maybe. Ed Oliver's going to be up. Beast. I'm I think okay. he's going to be a better football player than a fantasy player. Though. I, I'm not. I don't hate that. But D. Ford, Clay's Campbell, Quinnen Williams at 16 overall lineman. I don't hate that either. Youth, possibly dominant. Maybe we'll see. Justin Houston, Cleveland Farrell, redesignated Reed. as defensive end for I think the first time in his career. I Justin believe Houston. so. I like Justin Houston at that I price it, right there. I do at that price at as a well. defensive end spot. If you can grab him as your DE two, we're talking pretty pick happy two fifty seven for Justin Houston. Yeah, he's thirty, but it's not the end of the road for him. We've said this in the past. You know, he the the pass rushers sometimes mature a little bit later. Well, and he was serviceable as a linebacker, not yeah. a starter, but he was serviceable. Yeah, but I mean, his <coughs> change la- that designation and his last two years, he got nine and a half sacks. Two, Five years last ago, years he had twenty two. I mean, he's not. In my opinion, he's not done. And him being redesignated as a defensive end did nothing but increase his value. I agree. Definitely for fantasy purposes, he's he's, he's relevant again. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, we said that at the same time. Jaron Reed, you and me, Coke. Is Jaron is Reed worth that top twenty spot? He's consistently decent. No, no, <laughs> no. He's not. He, I mean, top twenty. To move, I mean, you've got Melvin Ingram at 25, right? I mean, you got Yannick down at 30. I know he was disappointing last year, but Yannick's Yannick in a contract year. I was waiting for that to come up. I mean, he... I'd straight, probably go some of these rookies over... I would, too, over Yannick. That's straight from episode Jane zero, Reed. talking about Yannick there. Love me some Yannick. Trey, that, Trey Flowers. Trey Flowers is worth the top 20, in my opinion. Yes. Back end of it. Yes, but, I mean, to move even further down the list, I mean, you've got Sam Hubbard down at 50. I'm, I'm taking some of these guys that are further down. I mean, J.C. Pierre probably may not play this year. So you skipped over my boy Brian Burns. I love Brian Burns. Brian Burns at 34. Like, Which one? Our friend Brian Burns yes. or the Panther? No, our friend the Panther, Brian Burns. <laughs> Panther. I thought they were the same person. Oh. They're the same person. They are. Dude, they do kind of look alike. Since we're digging deep, and, and this is, you know, it, it's going to be one of our trademark hour and a half shows. Let's let's go deep. Let's go back to linebacker. I know we were on a roll. Let's look deep down in there. That's what she said. And find out where the Sam Hubbards are. Like, where are the guys that are way too low that you should have an eye on? Because that's, that's exactly what we're here for. What? Only 44 players met this criteria. What are you even talking uh, about, I got 62 my on mine. What are you talking about? I've got 62 about? on mine as well. Parker, get with what? us. What are you doing? 
I don't know. What are you doing with your I need I need more player rankings than this. Let's go let's go July first and see if that helps. It doesn't help. It doesn't at all. help at all. What is going on? You know what? Might be time for the back row fantasy show to to a just change. devote the time to do some IDP ADP on the website. I feel like that's what we're gonna to need to do. I change your uh change it where it says all drafts to exclude mox drafts. It goes from forty four to sixty two. No, I'm okay with that. Exclude mock drafts. Back to June first. Thanks, my fantasy league, for at least something, I guess. Show me the top what? Okay, so since we're digging deep, uh all the way down to fifty two, we've got Zach Brown. Zach Brown a perennial when healthy, like a top ten, top twelve linebacker. I know he's been a little bit of a journeyman. If I'm not mistaken, he disappointed a little bit last year. But, like, how are you going to hate Zach Brown at 52nd? I mean, I'm, I'm I'm loving him as my linebacker three all day, every day, in every possible league. Where did he play last year? Was he Washington? I believe yep. so. Okay. I thought, I thought he was finally going to latch on to a team with Washington. And they're like, no, we're just going to play him for one. I think he was there two years total. It's like, Jesus Christ, why, why does everybody hate Zach Brown? He's got to be a locker room cancer or something. Uh, you got Reggie Ragland at 57. Um, I'm torn on Ragland just because of the he doesn't have a 100% secure spot, which we talked about on the show with uh, with Bauer a few weeks ago. He's a bum. Well, <laughs> he's, he's a starting bum as of this moment. But, you know, they, they uh, add uh, Deron Lee. Uh, they got Hitchens there. There's some potential fluidity there, which obviously could, could leave Ragland out in the cold. Um Somebody remind me what's up with Telvin Smith. He is saying he's not going to play. Okay. Which is the only reason he's down as low as he is. Okay. I just couldn't remember why. Now, on, on that same thought track here, I think that Wesley Woodyard is a little low. I know someone could possibly take his job, maybe. But Wesley Woodyard's done nothing but overcome not being a name to be a top 25 linebacker for the past three seasons. And you can get him super late, so that's a steal to me. Jamie Collins being drafted in the top 50, I don't like that. Just because he went back to New England, not really feeling Jamie Collins, so I think you can leave him off your board completely. He had a solid year last year. I don't think it was that solid. I mean, 73 tackles, 13 tackles for loss. 31 assists, 4 sacks. 73 total. By the way, Woodyard finished the 69th last year, just throwing that out there. Was he hurt? No, no, just uh, opportunity, I believe. Some, so some of the younger guys in Tennessee. Well, Rashawn right. Evans ended up starting uh, partway through the year. Point Hucks, then. I mean, technically, Jamie Collins, Wesley Woodyard, similar stats. So, um, but yeah, I mean, now we got Rashawn Evans at so at pick forty. <coughs> he's a li- he's a linebacker three at pick forty. Pass. You're gonna pass on him? Yeah, he, he didn't do enough last year for me to believe that he he's like my linebacker five like if i if i want to put him on my roster he's going to be the fifth guy on the pecking board okay what about raekwon raekwon six in miami raekwon's a a linebacker three minimum to me okay he's going to get better he's a steal at adp of 444 46 overall linebacker raekwon mcmillan steal and that's not just me being a homer as a dolphins fan that's raekwon mcmillan was a good prospect before the ACL, he came back and had a solid season after the ACL. So uh, I'm going to talk about my one of my favoritest linebackers, 
Favoritist? Yes. Preston Brown. Yeah. All right. Every single time. Listen, he he had 28 tackles last year. He's, he's coming off the board at linebacker 61. All right. He was injured the biggest part of last year, but previous to that, uh, 83 tackles. In he, Buffalo. 80 tackles. Last name is Brown. In Buffalo. 66 tackles in Buffalo. 65 tackles in Buffalo. I mean, and none of that includes his, his assist, if I'm not mistaken. I believe those are his solos. I mean, the guy's a stud. Yeah. I mean, pretty consistently over 100 total. Last year's the, is the exception. It's not the rule, in my opinion. Like, you've got to give him a little bit more love. I mean, there's your, there's a steal to come late in the draft. Now, there's some, some youth on the team that could possibly push him out. But the guy's linebacker 61. You're paying next to nothing for him. You want me to tell you the most atrocious thing I see here? This By the is, way, his, his ADP is 600, okay? Yeah, it's his right, ADP right where is, it needs to be. is 600. Right where it needs to be. Go ahead. You hate it when I trash Preston Brown. Okay, most of, this is the Tyler Lockett spot on defense to me. Uh, 22nd overall linebacker. ADP of 268. Bradley Chubb? Come on. This is it's name again. It's Khalil Mack like stuff. I mean, same thing as T.J. Watt. He's don't, at twenty one. Don't take yeah. I'd rather have T.J. Watt than Bradley Chubb, but neither one of them belong in the top twenty five of linebackers. Zach Cunningham's in front of him. Zach Cunningham. Telling you, he's top fifteen. If you want a little bit of value, Cunningham's going to outperform his ADP. Agreed. What about Avery Williamson at twenty six? A little worried with C.J. Mosley there. That's what I was, that's where I was going with that. And listen, I'm a big Blake Cashman fan. Who? Blake Cashman, Minnesota linebacker they drafted. Underrated. If anybody could possibly eat some snaps away from Avery Williamson, cash, man. Cash. cash. Money in the bank. Cash money. Cash money. Jalen Smith, a little low at 17, in my opinion. Jalen Smith... Very realistically, he's probably going to finish as a top 10 guy. More than likely. I mean, there's going to be two Dallas linebackers that finish in the top 10, one of them in top three. And I believe this will be this way for years to come. I mean, the only thing, in my opinion, that hold either one of those guys back are injury. What about Ogletree at 29th overall I don't see Smith in the top 10, but that's just me. Top 20, yeah, definitely. I like, him, no. I like him top 15. I mean, I think he's a slight value. He has the potential to lead the team in tackles, whether you love Vander Esch or not. Jalen Smith is no slouch. Athletically, he's superior. Yeah. It, it really, honestly, probably not that close. The difference is I feel like uh, Vander Esch has a little bit more uh, football IQ. Yeah. I not not this. Not to say Jalen Smith's not, you know, not that he doesn't have it all. I just feel like here's the thing. Yeah, he's you, not Team America. Yeah, you're, you're going to have you're going to have Jalen Smith. Smith based on athleticism ha- being in some coverage situations whenever Van Der Esch is still at the line, you know, covering the run, getting the tackles for that. Von Miller, disgusting at 32nd overall. Get him, get him out of there, out of there. You don't want him. Anthony Hitchens undervalued at 34. Is he though? I think so. Is he? Um, because he finished far far lower than that last year. He had 82 total tackles. Mm, he finished as linebacker number 64. Is that 82 total tackles or is that his solo tackles? It's 82 total. But looking looking in, I'm pretty sure he did this miss. Is, this is me being a dumbass, so I apologize. Whoa, buddy. I apologize. Buddy. I, I was sorting on the wrong crap. And the reason why I noticed that is because Jalen Smith finished ninth last year. 
Mm. So, Jalen Smith easily finished his top 10 again this year. To hear Whitehead undervalued at 36, or are we believing in Burfecht and Brandon Marshall? Brandon Marshall. I mean, I feel like to hear Whitehead has the uh, least likely to be injured of the team. So, <laughs> that's... That's kind of where he comes along to to you know finished fifteenth last year. He's he's going to be studying and Hitchens <coughs> was seventeenth. I apologize. What the hell is Montez Sweat doing in the top fifty? He's pass rush specialist. Get him out of there. Why? What is, what is going on? IDP land. Hux, do you got Montez Sweat in your top fifty of linebackers? I would probably put Keith Sweat in my top fifty before Montez Sweat. <laughs> uh, Keith Sweat. I'd probably put Keith Stone. In my top 50 before I'd put Montez Sweat. Yeah, but Keith Stone is so smooth. Always smooth. He is pretty smooth. Always smooth. All right. See any other surprises in there? Nobody. Nobody. Kenny Young, a little high. He's more of a deep sleeper to me, and he's 31. A guy that doesn't even make the list, uh, a man finds his brother, Josh. You know, through the first uh, 10 games or so, he's – very efficient linebacker uh, points per game he had like 10.295 which had been good enough for a top 25 finish but you know the injury comes along and now he gets no love doesn't even end up in top 60 which is ridiculous <coughs> to me kicking over to safeties again Rashad Jones at 38 overall ADP of 533 are we jumping the gun or, or is his days as a top 10 guy over I believe his days as a top 10 guy are over but I don't think he falls out of the top 20. He fell pretty hard last year, but I, I tend to agree with you. I, I think Rashad Jones could come back with a chip on his shoulder, finish top 20 easy. Huckleberry? Done? Yeah, he's done. Not? I mean, he's done in the top 10, but I think he finishes a good bit higher than the 38 spot. And I think as we get closer to the season, I think we'll see that go up a little bit. What about Justin Simmons, all the way down at 42? Actually had a pretty solid season 70 total tackles yep 15th overall last year i mean how do you hate on a guy like that you don't like that that just becomes somebody not recognizing names right like they they don't know who he's justin, not a name that's what i'm saying they yeah. don't they don't know who justin simmons is so they just let him fall yeah that infuriating to me what about denzel ward i know that's kind of a name but he's higher than denzel ward currently higher than eric reed Bradley McDougald, who's too low. McDougald was pretty solid before injuries started. Hey, Arms, can you look up something real quick? Yes. How many points did Kareem Jackson score <coughs> compared to Justin Simmons? Kareem Jackson scored uh, 148.75 points, basically 9.3 points a game. Justin Simmons had oh, shit, I lost it. Uh, 143 at 8.9 points a game. It's cornerbacks, man. They're just not consistent. Kareem Jackson's not going to do that year. He's year. drafted 24 spots higher than Justin Simmons. That's atrocious. Yeah. The the I mean, it's we, uh, embarrassing. So, all right, to to kind of recap what what we're trying to say, right? If you're looking for defensive line, you would, it's okay to have someone who's, you know, a pass rush specialist on defensive line. You know, they get after the quarterback, you get more points for a uh, for a sack obviously than do an assisted tackle. Hmm. Um linebacker Tackles are where it's at. Yes, if you have that that special guy like a Darius Leonard who can do both, yeah, that's spectacular. But you want to stay away from Von Miller, who's really only going to do one thing. You know, whenever we're talking about defensive backs, 
the cornerbacks, you're going to have a cornerback that flukes up there every year because they're going to have a ton of pass defenses because everyone's testing them. Why? Because they are possibly becoming an elite-type corner. An elite-level corner like a Denzel Ward, I believe, is going to move into that role this year. I think he showed a lot last year. Less and less opportunity for him. They're not going to throw the ball his way enough to make him effective. Denzel Ward uh, being in the top 20, 25 drafting is ludicrous because I just I think that he becomes that whole Revis Island type thought process, eliminates third of the field, just they stay away from him. Great player, someone you want on your real-life team, you just got to stay away from him on your fantasy team. Okay. You finally somewhat made sense. First time, huh? There's a reason I wanted you here. Yep. That that there it was. Thank you. Whoop. There it is. Now, finishing up on some defensive backs. Eli Apple, I know he scored okay. Because he's terrible and you could throw the ball at him. That's exactly correct. Like here now, here comes the other side of cornerbacks. If you're gonna take a chance on someone, okay, Eli Apple's gonna have a ton of people targeting him. Why? Because he can't stop anything. He doesn't get interceptions. He gets some tackles because Someone caught a ball 20 yards downfield on him, and yeah, he ran him down. Great job, Eli Apple. But you can't count on that because he's going to let up a ton of touchdowns too. So I know you don't get penalties because, you know, your defensive back gets scored on, but tag on. Injured guy I like to keep an eye out for. I still think Marcus May has the potential to be a top 20 guy. One of my one of my favorite sleeper picks. Uh, Trey Boston finished fairly decent last year. Still a free agent. So apparently – Maybe people just love throwing the ball at him as well because no one has picked that MFR up. I mean, there was a point in time last year that there was three Arizona safeties in the top three, which is was insane. Three Arizona safeties in the top three of uh, defensive backs. It was like through week five or six, which is like the glitch in the matrix. Not going to happen again regardless where Trey Boston goes. But one on the field, he's a productive guy. Kick it back over to defensive ends. Let's see if there's – is there any values there at the bottom 30 through 60? Sam Hubbard, we touched on him. I think Sam Hubbard has potential to be a top 10 guy this year. I 100% agree with that. He's someone I've tried to pick up in every single league. If there's one defensive end that I say go pick up while he's cheap, Sam Hubbard is that guy for me. Why? Because he played very well in limited opportunity last year with the Bengals. I mean, very five, well. Five sacks played something like six sacks. Six sacks. Okay, I want to say he had like twenty percent snap count. Yeah. I mean, if you get this guy up to eighty percent snap count to get him to twelve sacks, he goes from you know the sixtieth, seventieth uh, defensive end all the way up into you, you know your top twelve, top fifteen. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, he's just a guy that I think is going to break out. And that's not being a homer. I don't, I don't. I'm not a big Ohio State guy. Don't really care about all that as much as some other folks that live in this area. But Sam Hubbard, watching him as a rookie, six sacks as a rookie is is pretty solid in limited playing time. Rookie defensive ends don't do much most of the time. And Hubbard was a player. Uh, another name that's pretty far down the list that I <laughs> scary because of his uh, potential fluidity between positions, and that's going to be Tack McKinley. So, year one, six sacks. Year two, seven and a half sacks. Oh, sorry. I was carrying a picture of my grandmother out on stage. And, and the guy has fire. 
like Tack McKinley, high motor, um, elite athleticism, can bend the edge. Now, a part of this is going to matter. Are, is Atlanta going to be up on people? Uh, I say yes. I think their offense is going to, you know, take yet another step forward, put up plenty of points, which leads to sack opportunities for your defensive ends. Hux, is Jerry Hughes too low at 62 overall on the line? I don't think so. There's there's a lot of people that think Jerry Hughes is going to be a top 20 guy consistently. I don't see it. That's coming from a Buffalo Bills fan. I mean, nine and a half is sacks is career high, and that was five years ago. I mean, and six I years think, ago, I believe. Yeah, <laughs> back to back, back to back. But I mean, after that, I think his. I wouldn't even call it hype, but I just think his expectations are higher every year than what he goes out and produces. So no, I, I think sixty two is good. <clears throat> he's can can we just agree he's basically the Charles Clay of defensive end? Yeah. That's fair. Do you I think mean, Vic Beasley ever gets back to no. three years ago? No. That, that's that's a worry. That I kind of put him in a similar look, you know, as, as I do Tack McKinley, but with less value. Like I think he does have the ability. Also, you know, top end athleticism, great speed. You know, very agile. But I mean, if I'll take Tack over Beasley myself, but I think both of they're the same player. Same player playing opposite sides of the line. I mean, both of them Tack should be able to tee off. More potential, I think. But I think they're very. More. I think they're very equal, in, in my opinion. the The problem is, I just neither one of them been terribly productive. Neither one of them been great. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, when Vic Beasley had an okay year, he was designated as a linebacker. I believe so. And that's that's what sucks about both of these guys is they could be a linebacker by the time the season starts based on designation. Here's a name: Mark Stavenport. I mean, I know me and arms are high on him. 32nd uh, overall, so puts him right at the tail end of your defensive uh, lineman, too. Give me, listen, Davenport's going to have a fine year. Let, let's run the names of guys ahead of him Davenport or Indominus Sue? Davenport. Sue. Davenport or Yannick? Yannick. Davenport or Deron Payne? Davenport. <clears throat> Davenport or Akeem Hicks? I mean, it, Keem Hicks is always like way better than expected, but give me Davenport. Keem Hicks has gets a lot of tackles for the lack of sacks that he has. I mean, thirty five to forty tackles from defensive. Uh, he's more or less a defensive tackle, even though designated as an end. You're welcome, Akeem Hicks, for your seventeen seconds of fame. Davenport <laughs> or Jonathan Allen? <sighs> Davenport. It's Davenport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me Davenport. Davenport or Fletcher Cox? Are you skipping right over Melvin Ingram? I yeah, because it's Melvin Ingram. Okay, Davenport. Davenport or Demon Harrison? Skipping over Barnett. I like Barnett a little more. I I think it's coin flip between those two. Um, Hold on, let's talk third, about Derek Barnett. Third real quick. third year too, and the third year breakout rule can come into play for DEs. He had five sacks his first year. <coughs> Two and a half last year. He's projected on here for 14 sacks. He was injured for the biggest part of last year. 14 sacks. I I get it. He's a pretty big player coming out of Tennessee. I, I, I love him. I really think that he's going to be another guy. He's another guy I'm targeting. Like if I, if I kind of punt the position and, and go later, I'm looking at Hubbard. I'm looking at Barnett. I'm looking at Davenport. Yeah, I'm I mean, happy I think with those guys. In my I top think three. he's the, his draft spot here is 
pretty now, good. Now, obviously, we can't just say, well, what he did in college makes him a great pro, but he did break Reggie White's sack record to Tennessee. Like, the guy has the ability to get after the ball. Has it came to fruition, you know, in full? No, but last year was injury. The previous year, he was in a rotation. He's in a full-time role this year. I mean, Derek Burnett has has every opportunity to become a top 10 and an elite-level pass rusher. I mean, I, I think... start slow. Yeah, I think Barnett... I think him and Davenport are on fairly even yeah, playing field, but I would probably probably take Barnett over Davenport. Davenport or Cleveland Farrell? It's it's Davenport as much as I like Farrell. Derek Barnett. <laughs> Davenport or Kenny Clark? Uh, Davenport. Yeah, I think I'm going to do, I think I mean, I'm gonna do Davenport as well. Yeah, Kenny Clark's defensive tackle. I have no no clue. And they added a lot of pass rushing to Green Bay. I just don't even know why he's up there in the top. Well, Preston 12. Smith, Zadarius Smith, and you know John Smith, Steve Smith, the Smiths, all kinds of Smiths moving over to pass the uh, Will Smith rush the passer in Green Bay. So there you go. IDP talk. <laughs> Got anybody to add? Anybody? Anybody got anything to add to the IDP talk? Um, I like Brian Burns. I think course, we already mentioned him. Of course you do. But I'm big on Josie Jewell. I, I've said it a lot. I, I think Josie Jewell is going to be a pretty big upside pick. So a name I didn't see, and I, I perhaps passed over him, and we I know we've talked about him several times, but Oren Burks. Oren Burks, I believe, doesn't even make I like it, Burks. Any of he doesn't even get uh, drafted in the top sixty-two at linebacker. I mean, moving into a full-time role, I I understand that he has talent beside him, but man, Burks he has every t- opportunity to shine this year. Don't sleep on Bradley McDougald. A every solid every year, Bradley McDougald. Yeah, McDougald well, I mean, Earl Thomas is gone now. McDougal. It's official. It's it's McDougal time. You got to do the McDougal. I want to say I don't know his, his exact stats, but like on the field. Whenever he's starting, he's like consistently top fifteen. It's ridiculous. He did it in Tampa Bay. Uh, did it whenever there was injuries coming through in Seattle. O- always consistently solid, but never never gets love because he has the most boring name out of all defensive backs. Almost as bad as John freaking Johnson. John Johnson. Bradley McDougal sounds like your accountant, but he's gonna <laughs> you know be your uh, DB, DB number two. Huck, anybody dad. No, I believe we covered it all. Actually, scrolling through here at safety, I know he's he was injured last year, but I like Jaquiski Tart. Ooh, a little tart. I I like Gerard Davis. Didn't even really see him up high. Don't not sure where he fell on the linebackers, but Gerard Davis, uh, I think he's being overlooked. I think it's time for him. I think we could see a, a pretty solid breakout out of Gerard Davis this year. And, let, and he's he's fallen ever since his rookie year. Year after year, he slipped just a little more in ADP. Let's who also, did, uh, who did Detroit replace uh, Whitehead with? Uh, Anybody? It, the other kid from Hawaii. Tavai? Jelani Tavai? Gotcha. So, um, I, I always hesitate to sleep on the uh, the Browns linebackers. Schobert, Kirksey. Yeah, I mean, we didn't mention them. They're worth we're, a mention. We're, we're a year removed from both of those guys being top ten. You know, Kirksey in 2017 was seventh, and Schobert was number four. They sure played a lot of defense then, though. They did. They did. They absolutely did. But, listen, both of them were injured last year for large parts of the season. 
you know, like don't sleep on either one of them and just, you know, get them completely out of your, your mindset because they didn't have great years last year. I think they're going to come back fine. If Jordan Hicks is healthy, that's a lock for a top 20 linebacker that we, you know, that needs mentioned. He's a turd. He, what? Jordan, Jordan Hicks is garbage. Get no, him he's here. not. Solid, solid linebacker when healthy. New place, Arizona, unless Hassan Reddick steps up and becomes the man. Jordan Hicks. Well, what about Amanda Bynes' brother Josh? Who I, the reason they brought in a guy like Hicks was to, to be get injured, with, be done with the Bynes project. Speaking of new places, what do you think about Quan Alexander in San Francisco? Fine. I just don't know if he'll stay healthy. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna pay the average. If he slips, I might take him later. But where, too, where too is, risky. Where is he being drafted? He's being drafted Six, as linebacker 16. sixteen. And we're two, three seasons removed from him being like a top three guy. Uh, the problem is he's been consistently Out. injured since. Yeah. I mean, you, you have to take pause. Like, is he going to come back as the same guy? You know, it, gotta be on pause patrol. Pulse Patrol. Okay. Yeah. So if Telvin Smith really sits out, are we? What about Miles Jack? He's drafted fourteen. Uh, should have more opportunity. Yeah. I mean, he's he's good. I, I'm not I'm not afraid to take him, but I'm also probably going to grab next man up in Telvin's spot on that team. Which, so theoretically, Josh Allen. Theoretically, I don't think he'll be like Telvin Smith. No, but. I don't either. I, I but, think, I, but I want to grab him at the end, end of drafts, hopefully, see, I think just Josh, to back Josh, up my investment. I think that he is going to be a sufficient tackler. He's fine in uh, coverage, but he's obviously had, I think he's a better pass rusher. I think he's someone who can add you know three phases to the game, whereas Telvin Smith, yeah, I mean, tackle machine. Just left a little bit to be desired as far as getting after the quarterback. Unpopular take, I'm passing on Kiko Alonso at his ADP. I just... I see the Alonzo drop coming. I, I think that Jerome Baker and Raekwon are the linebackers to own in Miami. I, I've seen a lot of rumblings that Miami's not thrilled about Kiko because he blows a lot of plays. So, I mean, I, he's going to be one of those guys, in my opinion, that in the next year or two, his snap count's going to get cut because of mental mistakes. Where is he being drafted at? Uh, too high. Hold on, I'll pull it back up. I just had it. You throw the hard questions. I am sorry. It's like I was looking for. No, you're good. You're good. I mean, it it doesn't take long. Twenty fifth overall linebacker. Yeah, yeah. I'm probably going to pass on him. I'll take it. Take me Avery Williamson at that point. You know who's right behind him. Yeah, it's it's not a bad pick. I'm just I'm I'm a little bit afraid of it. Sorry to go back to Jaguars. Looking at their depth chart currently. Am I the only person that says Jaguars? Jag- yes. You guys say wa- wires. I say wars. Well, they're starting not starting at linebacker opposite Miles Jack, they got DJ Alexander and Leon Jacobs currently in the starting spots. Whew. I believe there's fluidity in yeah, their in so their too. depth chart at this point. I think somebody's gonna step Josh up. Allen is listed as the backup defensive end. Too much talent. Yeah, I'm sorry, he, but he'll be playing. He'll be playing, and he'll oh, he's be going to play for he, sure. But, but multiple positions. He'll probably. be playing. I by the end of the season, Josh Allen be he'll he'll start season designated as a linebacker, in my opinion. Probably. Anyone else before we wrap it up for protection purposes? Uh, I just want to like Mason Foster 
in Washington. I very undervalued name. So, when he's healthy, he produces. But he's not like but ever. Like, whenever he's on the field, you know, for the full season, like eighty-five tackles, great job. But then you get a twenty-tackle season. Like, I, I'm sorry, but at this point, for a 30-year-old guy who's pretty consistently banged up, I'm probably passing on Mason Foster even as my uh, linebacker three. I'm looking elsewhere. I'm looking down the list out of Raekwon uh, McMillan or something like that. Had a good season last year, 174 points. Uh, pretty consistently gave you seven points or more, double digits in three, five, seven, eight, nine. Double digits over half the season. I Mace Foster's underrated. Give me give me some Fosters, my linebacker four with upside. I'd like to foster the Foster. T- tend to disagree. I, I just I feel like he's one of those guys. Every time I have him on my team, he's injured. So that you know, like that becomes a personal bias at that point. I'm so sure. there, there's what you do. You check to see if Foster's on Arms' team this year. If he is, pass. If he's not, bye. Pretty solid. Uh, Benardrick McKinney, 43. Not interested. Okay. I, I'm too much of a Zach Cunningham guy. I just don't see. I don't yeah, know. I, I love Zach Cunningham. Yeah. Just asking. Just asking based on where he's at. I wasn't cussing at you. I'm I just, don't I don't know why you got to yell at me all the time. Just just not not hot on him. I'm hot on Zach. All right. And uh, let's see. Kenny Young at 31. I know you love him there. Yeah, it's a little too high. I love him as a sleeper. Okay. We, we went over this. Okay. Now you're reaching. Uh, I don't I don't like him at 31, but... Arms needs to go night-night. I do need to go night-night. It's a late one. It's been a long week. Well, we started we started this shindig at 10 when we normally should start at 9. We could do the same thing as a lot of other pods, but do it in reverse. Is this where we should talk about our day? Like, oh, man, it's been a long week. Uh, my allergies really flared Nobody up. Nobody cares. Uh, my kid's got, you know... I will talk about my kid real quick. 3.45 this morning, dead asleep. My child... Full heel, foot straight up in the air, heals me right in the corner of the jaw. I mean, wakes me up from a dead sleep. Uh, did you break her foot? Far, <laughs> I thought about it. I put her in ankle lock, but no, woke me straight up. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Far, just so tough. you know, kick to the face from child, far more effective than coffee and an alarm clock at the same time. Yeah. Well, you got that smaller foot, bonier. It's, it's, a, it's a weapon. Dude, straight heel kick. I was like, oh, God, what was that? I get him, too. Being a parent is just kind of overrated. I, I know co-sleeping's not the idea thing to do, but daggone it, I'm exhausted. <laughs> Indeed. Huck, you got a new baby. Are you sleeping? No. Not new, new, but, no, you know, he's fairly se- new. He's seven months old. Yeah, fairly new, fairly fresh. Uh, I sleep all right. I get up at three in the morning for work anyway, so that's true. You don't need yeah. <laughs> I'm used to that. it. F that. Well, there we go. We talked about our children. You're welcome. Yep. And nobody cared. No. Barks out. Good night. See ya. This concludes another episode of the Back Row Fantasy Show. Thanks for listening. And be sure to give us a review.